0: This is Rising Up with Sonali and I'm your host Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. Israeli forces are in the midst of a major demolition of Palestinian homes and infrastructure in the southern part of the occupied West Bank that is going largely unreported. The demolition project of numerous villages in the Palestinian region of Masafar Yatta is considered the largest forced expulsion of native Palestinian people from their homes in 55 years. Farmers have been attacked and imprisoned, schools are being destroyed. The demolition takes place months after Israel's Supreme Court ruled that the area inhabited by about 1,200 Palestinians can be bulldozed to make way for an Israeli military firing zone. We go now to the West Bank to speak with Sami Hureni. He is a local activist whose father, Hafez Hureni, remains imprisoned by Israel. Welcome to the program, Sami.
1: Hi, thank you. Thank you for hosting me and for this interview.
0: Tell me about, first of all, what is happening more broadly speaking in Masafar Yatta. I mentioned the Supreme Court decision. What have Israeli forces been doing over the past several months?
1: Uh, yes, uh, just to uh, briefly about uh, the area of Yatta, which is uh, in the South Hebron Hills, located south of the West Bank, since uh, four decades facing uh, the suffering and the threat of ethnic cleansing by Israeli authorities, uh, to, Like we are under the big risk of losing our homes and our land and being expelled from this land due to the Israeli uh, racist policies that want to annexate our land. We are very uh, close to the green line of the border of the 1967 of the West Bank. The main big and the big policy of Israel kicked us to the big city of Yatta, which is considered area A, and to annexate all our land to Al-Nakab uh, and to the land and to the, to the land of 1948. Uh, since then, يعني, our, uh, like our life since the 80s started to be more difficult due to the uh, demolition of homes, turning our area and our homes to a area. We are talking about life shooting, life emanation, tanks, training inside where we are living, where our people are living. This is like to try to damage any kind of life or sustainable life, to make all the time the life of our people in danger and fear, so people will leave and go away exactly building a full environment of forcible transfer to evict us we are talking about we are simple people who are living in caves in in homes, small homes tents and with the sheep with this uh, simple style way of life and in, they want completely to, to kill yani, this style way of life and kill also our presence and our history in in our land as the big policy of Israel in West Bank to kick all palestinians living in area c to circle to circle us in area a and b like the big city of yatta that we are very close to it's part of the governorate of hebron since the uh, 1999 the israeli authorities has carried the first crime of forcible transfer of Masaf- in masar yatta which is tw- demolishing and evicting the people of uh, 12 villages and transporting them with a military truck and trucks and uh, kicking them, throwing them away from the area. But by long struggle since that time until the beginning of the 2000, our people succeed to come back to their land after really long struggle and long, long fight. We are talking about yani, so many years of suffering and uh, daily harassment due, yani, due to the army and to the Israeli army and to the Israeli settler practices. And all this started by building settlements in the beginning of the 80s, and as well declaring the, the area Masafriyat as a firing zone area, so on. After our be- people were able to come back in the beginning of the 2000s, it is uh, it was a decision which is called a temporary decision by the Israeli Supreme Court until uh, a new court, a new decision, or court decision will show up and will cancel this temporary decision. And as happened just recently in May, Israeli High Supreme Court again issued the demolition and eviction for eight villages in Masafir Yatta, which also will include others in an indirect way, which I mean, when, when I say in an indirect way, I mean, uh, it's not mentioned in the decision, but it will happen because so many villages in Masafir Yatta are inside what's, what the occupation has declared as a, a firing zone area and name it 918. Uh, since the, the, the decision was declared, uh, two operation of demolition has been carried out by Israeli authorities in the village of Al-Fakhit and Al-Mirkiz, which carried also, يعني, to demolish most of the constructions and the buildings of our people where they are using them for sheltering, we're talking about dozens of cars, of confiscation of cars during the presence of us, even for activists, for residents in order, because they reactivated again after the decision made heavily the military training inside and between the villages, harassing the people, harassing the, uh, the life, harassing also the, uh, the you know, the, like destroying the fields, the grazing field, and uh, so on. When we are talking about uh, damaging this whole life in order again to create now that that they want to commit this crime in an indirect way, which means that making people homeless, making people uh, not having sustainable life, it's completely, and they want to have an uh, 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 an unsustainable situation unsafe situation for the people to live in. Because we are talking about when the army are using the life... the live fire in the training, like they don't care. Like it's very dangerous that this live fire reach the homes, reach the houses, could, you yani made like at some point reaching the houses in Khalta al this live shooting, putting our the life of, of our life and life of our people in this area in, in a big danger, in a big danger that could be killed. And this Sami, is, as I said, yeah.
0: yeah. Sami, let's, let's turn to what has happened with uh, already with people being uh, shot at injured, and imprisoned. Tell me about what happened to your father, Hafez.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, For what's happening right now, on 12th of September, just this is a small and one example of what's happening daily under apartheid, under Israeli apartheid, and under Israeli occupation in this land. On 12th of September, a group of five settlers from a settlement near to my village attacked my father. Uh, half, of the rainy, half of the rainy, while he is working in our land. These five settlers, some of them were masked, some carry, carrying uh, metal pipes, and others carrying big guns, which, which is M16. When they attacked him, fracturing his both hands, he was defending himself. But then what happened after this attack that my dad was arrested. Even when in that spot, when we were trying to take him to the hospital. When there was the ambulance, the Israeli army prevented us from transporting him, and the settlers stabbed the tire of the ambulance to prevent us from transporting him to the hospital. And they stood in the front of the door of the ambulance. At some point, the army started to beat us and attack us, despite the presence of the settlers in in that spot, because the Israeli military and the israeli army just immediately listen to what the settler tell and they do so immediately even my dad has two broken hands. he was bleeding they arrested him they took him to jail and since then my dad is facing a trial despite all that proofs that we brought of like there was a video of 23 minute document the whole attack when the settler came to my dad in our land attacking him shooting with the gun and all of this the israeli even court, the Israeli occupation court of didn't care at all for all these testimonies and proof and ownership of the land that we brought to them and all the time they keep extending the detention of my father inside the Israeli prison. Since then, my dad is still in jail. We had two court sessions and all the time they are postponed and tomorrow we are having another court hearing for my dad and we don't know what's going to happen. As you can see, this is like what's happened to my father while he's working in the land? It's it's how all we Palestinians, all of us living under occupation, and this is how the apartheid goes on. The victim right now is in the prison, and the the, the criminals and the one that attacked my dad right now are still free. Are still free, and, maybe, and now they are committing another crime against another Palestinian family in in The same the same settlers. So, what's happening here is completely unjust i unfair what's happening here as long as Israel will not be held accountable for the crimes and for the daily crimes they are committing against us. In 2018, I was ran over by Sattler v- Vikil, which is called ATV, fracturing my bones. My leg was just completely destroyed. And this settler never faced any consequences. And I wish to see him in court for, for once for what he did that he tried to kill me. As you can see, this is, we have here no rights under this Israeli system. We have no completely, and no position that represent us. We are here yani, calling, calling all the, the, the world that like, just really and the states to take action, to take action against Israel. Sanction is needed. Mm. Sanction is needed for stopping this occupation, for stopping this apartheid for justice.
0: Sami, you're right, there's very little media coverage here in the United States, uh, especially about what Israel is doing, and there's uh, some sense that Israel uses this idea of creating firing zones as a way to steal Palestinian lands and eventually turn them into Jewish settlements. Do you think that that is what will happen with Masafariyatta unless it's stopped?
1: This is the big goal and this is the big aim of turning our land to a firing zone area. This is, in the end, will be for giving to the settler and building settlements. This is the big goal when we say ethnic cleansing. Ethnic cleansing kicking us from our land, deleting our history from this land, Bringing settlers to our land. This is the big goal. Israel confiscate land consider it as state land, and then give to it. They give it to the settlers and the settlers who come to plan to do, to do. uh businesses inside in our stolen and confiscated land. All this, what Israel is doing, this all this racist voices against us as a Palestinian. It's in the end part of the colonizing state of this is the part of the project of colonization of Palestine and replacing us and and replacing us with, with Israeli settlers and settlements. We are talking about about nineteen percent of the area of West Bank were turned that were turned about for firing zone area they are about a nineteen percent, which is more than the measurement of area A in the West Bank. So for sure, and I, I confirm for everyone that this turning of this, of our land, of our zone area, to give it to the settler and uh, to build settlement and uh, outposts.
0: Is there any uh, international law via the United Nations that is being pursued? I know this is, of course, often a political dead end for Palestinians because the United Nations uh, it tends to be run over by the United States. But is there any effort to challenge legally this demolition by Israeli forces of Masafariyatta?
1: We are talking about, according to the international law, evicting the original people from their homes. It is a war crime, according to the Fourth Geneva Convention. What's happening right now in Masafariyatta, we have been active in all the levels, on the ground, on the media, on the political side demanding for field visit for different diplomats from the international community to see by their own eyes the reality of the occupation and of the situation and the seriousity of the situation what our people in Masafiyat are living and demanding as well action from the international community to prevent this, uh, this crime from happening. We saw a lot of condemn from different states, from the European states, from uh, others, but we hope that this is this condemnation will follow uh, practical steps on the ground that will prevent Israel from doing and commit this war crime in our land, in our area. Because, as I said before, Israel cannot continue to violate the international uh, law with the silence of the international community. We are in our land. We will continue to steadfast in our land and not, will not leave our land but as well, we need, we need the international community for an immediate act to save myself, uh, to protect our, to protect us from eviction, to protect us from apartheid, to free the Hrani and free all the Palestinian prisoners who are also facing this unfair and unjust charges under occupation.
0: What about your father? What sort of efforts are there right now to free him? What sort of international solidarity are you looking for?
1: We have been, yani, since my dad was arrested, uh, Israeli settlers started to spread lies, first of all, that my dad tried to murder a, the settler and the, that my dad went to inside the settlement trying to murder a settler. You can see how much, you know, they are, you know, the settler turned the story, turned the story from the reality. Luckily, we had the video we started, first of all, publishing about this, you know, lies and, you know, showing the truth second of all we tried to start to uh, to act like to give a lot of action in, online for people to take for signing petition asking people to uh, ask their yani uh, representative to send yani uh, messages to the israeli authorities to the israeli uh, foreign affairs to yani uh, yani to look carefully for, for for what they are doing and for this yani crazy of, of the situation we have been active with asking, you know, diplomats to come and to see the uh, the court. There was even some, يعني, in the last court yesterday, there was even some from the uh, American uh, embassy uh, representative came and uh, يعني, t- uh, يعني, attended the court. We have as well the, Europe- the representative from the European Union and others who came and Israeli uh, Knesset member of Kassif. All these guys who came and uh, يعني, to stimulate the uh, like the situation how much it's really clear how much it's really clear that he was defending his himself while he was attacked by five settlers in, in our land so it's completely right now we're asking everyone who is watching us to ask his uh, representatives his politician to message to act to attend the court to put really uh, pressure on the israelis for immediate release for my dad for Hafiz Harini for the unfair and the un the, and the false charges that he's facing right now he is wounded he is with two hands broken a man of 50, 52 years old living now and inside the prison with no yeah, any for unjust and with you for really for yeah, for defending himself and defending his land everyone Yani who believe in humanity should Really, act now and share as well to raise awareness about this situation and this apartheid. You can follow Youth of Samood in Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and social media. My profile, Sammy Rainy, all everywhere you can see, you can share, you can. There is out of way we can even guide you to act through.
0: Thank you so much, Sami Hureni. Uh, We'll post those links from our website. Uh, Best of luck to you, and we'll certainly try to amplify your voice far and wide.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so
0: much. My guest has been Sami Hureni, a local activist in Masafariata with her group Youth of Sumud. His father, Hafez Hureni, remains imprisoned. I'm Sonali Kolhatkar. You can access this and other interviews on our website, risingupwithsonali.com, by becoming a subscriber. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at You with Sonali.